Welcome to Dr. Dominic New Love Ality's podcast. Dr. Dominic New Love Ality is a dynamic preacher and teacher with an extraordinary depth of knowledge and understanding of the principles of God's Word. He is the founder and leader of Living Faith Ministries International Church, one church in two locations, New York and Accra. His vision is to empower each and every believer to live a victorious life through Jesus Christ, to actualize their potential and tap into their God-given talents for the purpose of edifying their own lives and glorifying God's kingdom. Dr. Dominic Newloveality is worth hearing. We bless you for the teaching and the preaching of your word. Even as, I, as we learn your word together, I pray that you give us a hearing ear and a listening heart, a perceiving heart. Cause us to understand, cause us to grab hold of the revelation you give us tonight in the name of Jesus. Let the church shout and say a big amen. Let's take our confession before we take our seat. Amen. Let's go. In the name of Jesus, I hold on to the confession of my faith without wavering. I declare therefore that daily I am growing more prosperous, healthier, victorious, successful. I am, I can do what God says I can do. I declare in accordance with the word of God that God is satisfying me with long life and I have more than enough in store to fulfill my assignment on earth. I am attracting favor right now. Therefore, men and women are coming to me from the north, from the south, from the east and the west. They will use their power, their abilities to help me to prosper. Today, I make a conscious decision to sow good seed into fertile ground in expectation of a great harvest. My family is protected by the blood of Jesus. Elohim, Adonai and his angels are defending me right now. I declare that I am attentive to hear the word of God today. My life will never be the same. Say amen. Okay, let's take a seat. Let's take a seat. Okay, so last week I was dealing with um, how to deal with um, discord, people who sow discord in church. And we said that discord sowing is one of the things that destroys church, I mean, not only a church, but also a family, a church, a family, a, 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 a community, friendship. When people start sowing discord among brethren, we saw that there are six things that the Lord hates. The seventh thing is an abomination. The seventh thing is an abomination. A lot of churches has been destroyed because of sea sowing. Bad, bad seeds. Can I have amen? A lot of churches, a lot of families, wife and, and wife and husband, children and father, discord sowing in church. A lot of churches has been destroyed. Say amen. And so we need to guard against it. Tonight, I'm talking about strife and how to deal with, how to deal with it. Proverbs chapter 20. 6 verse 20. Amen. It is online with the things that I am teaching. Proverbs 26 verse 20. Where there is no wood, there the fire goes out. So where there is no tebera, the strife ceases. So now tonight we are going to connect tebering and strife. And we're going to find out where strife and tebering are connected. Strive and tabering. Number one, discourse sowing, tabering, and then strive are connected. As a matter of fact, discourse sowing and tabering results all the time in strife, in fighting, contention. I don't like you. I don't understand you, you, you know, and all kinds of stuff like that. Amen. The amplifier says, where there is no wood is, there the fire goes out. If you don't feed the fire with wood, the fire will go off by itself. So where there is no tebera, the strife ceases. 
as coals are to burning coals and wood to fire, so is a contentious man to kindle a fly, a strife. So we know that one of the things that brings um, strife is contention. Is contention. That's verse 21. Let's, let's look at the verse 22. The word of a whisperer from the Amplify, it said the words of a, a whisperer or a slanderer are like dainty muscles or words of sport to some, but to others they are like deadly wounds. It means that there are people who love to hear people's whispering and people slandering other people. There are people whose is their business. Every day they want to hear some bad news about other people. They want to hear some wrong information about people. Let me calm down. I think I can, can hold my iPad and, you know. There are people who always want to hear bad news. They want to hear what somebody did wrong. They want to hear somebody did wrong. They want to hear what somebody said wrong. And so they are always attentive to hear some bad news. And it destroys families. It destroys fellowship, churches. It destroys homes. It destroys homes. No, I'm, I'm okay. I don't, I don't think I need it. As a matter of fact, put it, push it somewhere here. We don't even need it up there anymore. Okay, so, so now he says that to some people it is like good meat, whispering, gossiping, it's like good meat. To other people that the thing is geared towards them, it is like wound. That, that is, if it is not about you and it's about other people, somebody that you don't like, it is like good meat for you. But if it is about you, it is like wound. Somebody is saying some bad things that you don't want to hear. Say amen. So then we know that a day bearer like we have learned is a career of stories. It's a career of stories. A day bearer is a career of stories. He carries stories all over the place. Okay, a day bearer is like a dry wood that ensures that fire Trouble, strife, bickering, gossiping, infighting, murmuring never stops until everything, every property, others are hurt. I mean, people are totally destroyed. That's what a Tebera is. It's like a firewood that you keep on feeding. And they will never stop as long as you keep on feeding the fire. As long as you keep on feeding the fire with wood, it will never stop until the food is finished cooking. In other words, until somebody is destroyed, until somebody's life is messed up, until somebody's home is destroyed, it will never stop. And I realize that most of the time, they bearers and seed discoursers, it is it's normally, it's not a demon. It's a human nature. It's a character. It's not a demon you can cast out from people. Some of us, it is our nature. We like, we like carrying negative stories about people. And it's destructive. Can I have a man? I'm not hearing you. Can I have a man? Amen. Uh, Proverbs chapter 26. We read the same place. But I want you to look at it again. Where there is no wood, the fire goes out. The fire will go out. So anytime you see uh, strife all over the place, it's because somebody is feeding the fire with wood. Somebody is feeding the fire. And a lot of churches don't grow. A lot of churches don't grow because it creates an atmosphere where the Spirit of God can work. Not only that, there are people who come to church that say that you know something. Media mean pay me once more. so so even when God brings them here to come and do something positive, they withdraw because of the the bickering of other people. And some of us, we have been in some churches. You moved, you left, and you came here. And your mind is, I don't want to get involved because I've already been hurt from where I'm coming from. Here, I want to stay here and study the word of God and grow. Don't talk to me now. 
Okay? Now, it takes, I want you to hear me tonight too. It takes worldly wisdom. It takes worldly wisdom to cause strife because it involves manipulation, intimidation, coercing, deceit, and undermining betrayal and disloyalty. Now, for you to be able to do all this, to manipulate people, to hate other people, to intimidate people, to hate other people, to carry a lie about people that nobody will know that you are telling a lie for a while. You have to be wise. You have to be. The only problem is that that wisdom is not from God. And we are going to look at it from the book of James, chapter number three. James chapter number three. He says that, verse 13, who is wise among you and endured with knowledge among you? Let him show out of a good conversation or a good behavior with works and meekness of wisdom. As a matter of fact, let us read straight from the Amplified. Who is there among you who is wise and intelligent? Then let him by his noble living show forth his good works with unobstructive humility, which is the proper attribute of true wisdom, which means that we have false wisdom. Okay, in verse 14, he said, but if you have bitter jealousy, so now one of the aspects of strife, contention, backbiting, seesawing, I mean negative uh, propaganda about other people comes out of jealousy. Jealousy. And I'm just being careful because I'm online. But among black people, we are masters in undermining other people. Among black people. That is the reason why normally black people don't do well. We are masters in undermining and obstructing good works. And you, you will notice that uh, 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 even among us, you, you realize that when you are working for another black person, your attitude and everything is different. But if you are working for a Chinese man or a Lebanese, your attitude is also different. Why? Because we really don't seek the interest of one another as black people. And I'm saying this because it is not only in Ghana, it's all over the world. What I'm sharing with you is all over the world. Can I have a man? Okay, in verse 14, he said, but if you have bitter jealousy and envy, contention, rivalry, rivalry, selfish ambition in your heart, do not pride yourselves on it and thus be defiance of and false to the truth. This superficial wisdom is not such as comes from above, but it is earthly, unspiritual, animalistic, even devilish, demonical. For where there is jealousy and envy and contention, rivalry, selfish ambition, there will be also confusion, unrest, disharmony, rebellion, and all sorts of evil and vile practices. But the wisdom from above is first pure on the fire, then is peace-loving, is courteous, considerate, is gentle. It is willing to yield to reason, full of compassion and good fruit. It is wholeheartedly and straightforward, impartial, unfeigned, free from doubt, wavering and insincere. And the harvest of righteousness or conformity to God's will in thought and in deed is the fruit of the seed. So now he, he differentiates between the godly wisdom and the worldly wisdom. And he's saying that there is a wisdom that we operate with when you are, you become a seesaw or somebody who is always causing strife. Okay, undermining other people, undermining the effort of other people, coming very disloyal and or almost to hatred. 
okay, and you are trying to turn other people against other people. You are trying to make other people feel, uh, I mean, creating unrest that when I, I come into this atmosphere, uh, when you come here, I will make sure that you will not be comfortable here. And so when you enter here, you feel like running away from here because you feel very uncomfortable. Am I talking to somebody here? You see, that is, you need a lot of wisdom to be able to operate like that. And what the Bible is saying is that that kind of wisdom is demonic. It's devilish. It's an, it is animalistic. In other words, anybody who operates like that have the spirit of an animal. You know, I'm going to try to finish this book next year. You know, human beings with the nature of animals. It's a book I'm writing. I've put it on hold for so long. I'm going to try to pick it up. You know, human beings, there are some of us, it's not demon. It's not, it is your, your, the nature you have is the nature of a snake that can undermine other people. Some have the nature of lions that are violent. You are never straightforward. Snakes are never straightforward. Can I have amen? The dangers of strife. Proverbs chapter 17 verse 1. I'll go straight to the Amplify. He said, better is a dry muscle of food served with quietness and peace than a house full of feasting served with strife and contention. In other words, it is better for you to be living in a, what do we call it? You are living in a, a boy's room, one bedroom apartment, okay, with your four children and your wife and be at peace than to live in a mansion and there is unrest and there is no peace, confusion. Let, let's, let's bring it to this, our setting here. It is better to be in a storefront church where there is peace than to be in this edifice and there is no peace here. You understand? Because your life your success in life can be traced to how peaceful you are. Peace produces stability in a man's life. You cannot think very well if you are not at peace. Okay, so you must always seek an atmosphere where there is peace. That's why people leave home, they don't want to come back home because there is no peace in the house. That's why a lot of children leave home and they go and stay somewhere else because there is no peace in the house. Can I have amen? It's very important for us to understand that it is better for me to be in a place where there is absolute peace. And I don't, I'm eating gari. I'm eating gari or koko with, uh, with inkatia, you know, and it's better for me to eat that than to be eating, uh, what do we call it? Uh, have a salad, jollof rice, have chicken, have this and all that, and yet there is no peace in the house. Can I have amen? So strife, we know what tabering is. What about strife? Okay, basically, it's exertion or contention for superiority. Okay, when you are forcing yourself to be the best among people, in other words, you want to exalt yourself over everybody else. So in order for you to do that, in our culture, you have to destroy other people to get there. You understand? So I need to find a way to bring you down so that I can take your place. You see, it's putting pressure on yourself to rise into superiority. Okay, and the other day we read certain people in First John and we saw how they can even stop John the Apostle from coming into the church because they want to feel very important. It is very dangerous in church when you, you are trying to seek your own elevation anywhere because let, let me tell you, it is God who promotes you. Listen, when man promotes you, man will demote you. Let me say it again. When man promotes you, 
man will demote you. But when God promotes you, nobody can demote you. Oh, can I have amen? Can I have amen? So don't exert yourself or be in contention to be superior. Sometimes if you, you, are, you want to be superior, you don't even have the grace to that level. Listen, you don't have the grace. You don't carry the ability to get to that level. You, you see, that, like my work, if you pull me down to, in order to get to step in my shoes, you can't do it. It's too big. You, you go crazy. In a matter of a day, you will lose all your hair. Can I have a man? You see, so I want you to look at this one. The reason why there is uh, discourse sowing, there is backbiting, there is strife, infighting, I don't like him, so so and so, I, I want him to feel uncomfortable, is because I want to be superior, that's all. I want to be superior, and there is no place where this spirit works than in church. And I'm trying to stop this before it happens. Because me, when I get you, I'll get rid of you immediately. Sharp. When I know you are seed, a negative seed sower, and you are trying to make, you know there are people who they target other people that God is bringing in. And they see that this person has the potential, and they feel very threatened about a position that they, are, they believe that the person is take over from them. And so they start fighting the person even, even before the person settles down. They fight you. Somebody that God brought to use, to lift people up. You with your selfish ambition will do everything. And sometimes you go as far as turning other people against him. Yeah, that's what we do in church. We turn other people against well-meaning people. And what happens is that at the end of the day, it is the kingdom of God that loses. Can I have a man? Why are you looking at my face like, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so let's look at Proverbs chapter 17, verse 14. I'll just go straight to the Amplify. It said, the beginning of strife is like letting down water, as from a dump, as from, uh, as from a small brick in a dam. First, it trickles and then it gushes out. Therefore, abandon quarrel before it breaks out, tempest explode. So let me explain to you. He said, the beginning of strife is as you are letting down water. So let's say this is a dump, okay? Let's say this is a dump. You know what a dump is? So all the water is here behind the dump. Then all of a sudden, uh, you see a crack, okay? Then the inside the crack, you see because there is a crack, the, the water is now coming through. Hello? It's trickling down. Now, if you don't stop this, what happens? The whole dam will break down. That's how strive is. By the time you realize it has caught fire and tempests have risen, and then people are talking, I mean, people can go as far as using words in church that they shouldn't use. Why? Because the dam has broken down. Why? Because strife started. Tabering started. And we couldn't stop it. Can I have amen? Can I have amen? We couldn't stop striving. Hear me. It's a dangerous thing to always looking to be superior than other people. See, the reason why in Ghana here, I'm telling you the truth. In Ghana, I say it all the time. Ghana here, nobody helps anybody. That's the truth. Nobody, as a matter of fact, we pastors, most of us who are supposed to know the best, to do the right thing, we don't help anybody. Because it is all about superiority, who is the best, and who has the big number. And that's what it is. And I say to people all the time, if ministry is about numbers, then Jesus failed. Because Jesus had only 12 disciples for three and a half years. So me, it's not about number. And I, want, I say to everybody, when God or if God decides to bless you, it is not about how many churches you have. 
because me, God has blessed me, tremendously blessed. And yet I, I have only two churches here in New York. Come on here, somebody. Okay. Doing the right thing is very important. And last Sunday, I told you, if you are here, I told you one of the biggest mistakes in your life is to try to live in disorder and cover it with prayer. Thinking that you can pray for 21 days and everything will be corrected. You are smoking something, maybe some grass or bamboo. Luke chapter 22. I want you to look at this. It is a dangerous thing when you want to, as you want to lift up yourself. Okay, and the, the, these stories happens, happen many times among the disciples. One, one time, John and his brother, they were talking like that. You know, I'm the greatest. I'm, I, I will sit at the right-hand side of, of, of Jesus when we go to heaven. I'm the best. I'm the, so, so, no, they were talking like that. John and his brother said, you know something? Our mother have favor with Jesus. So let's go and consult our mother and bring our... The, those two boys, big boys, so they went home and called their mother and brought their mother to the church. They told their mother to ask Jesus that when he gets into his glory, they want only two of them. Forget about everybody. Forget about Peter. Forget about Bartholomew. Two of us. And the mother had the audacity to come into the church to ask Jesus that kind of a, a request. Superiority. When people want to feel that they are better than others, that I can do this better, it is not what you can do. It's what God can do through you. It's not what you can do. It's what God does through you. And I say to people all the time, if you want men to use you, they will abuse you. Me, I refuse to abuse anybody in church. I refuse in the name of Jesus. That is the reason why I have this, this policy here. I, I, I want you to work as God will lead you. And then if I find out what you can do, I put you there. Because some of us, we don't understand that. We want, oh, the pastor is not using me. Pastor wants to use you. The pastor will abuse you. I don't use people. Can I have amen? In 22, Luke chapter 22, verse 23. And they began to inquire among themselves, which of them that should be, uh, which of them it was that should do this thing. Verse 24, and there was also strife among them. Can you imagine? The 12 disciples, so 12, the people that follow Jesus every day, there was strife. So you realize that strife can spark anywhere. If strife can spark among the disciples of Jesus, then what is living faith? The 12. Now, can you imagine somebody like Peter? An old man. Peter was an old man. Fighting with the young people about authority. And who is the best. So the Bible said that there was strife among them. Which of them should be accounted the greatest. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, God forbid. Are you hearing me? Which one should be the greatest? And this is an old time battle that we are fighting in church. We are fighting in Ghana. We are everywhere. This is the reason why others will kill other people. Others will take other people to places to kill them because they want to be the greatest. I, I heard, I hear the story, and, it, and it's sad. Certain uh, Ghanaian footballers uh, who are Ghanaians, uh, their parents are Ghanaians, but they are born abroad, and they refuse to play for the national team. And then some of them give, uh, what do we call it, um, Excuses, and some of them will say that because they say that people, some of the players can take your towel and your underwear and take you to places, and then they will put voodoo on you, and then they break your legs, and then by the time you realize, you go back to your, your local team and you can't play anymore, your legs are broken, they tie your leg with something in some, some juju house, and you know, and, and it's sad. So guess what? We are not able to go forward as a nation for the same reason. And the same reason is transferred into church where there is so much strife. Leave contention before it destroys you. Because at the end of the day, it will turn you out to become a fool. Soon, all your works will come out 
and then you, nobody will tell you don't come around. But you yourself will exclude yourself from fellowship. Okay? And then the Bible says in verse 24, And he said unto them, The kings of the Gentiles exercise lordship over them, and they that exercise authority over them are called benefactors. Okay? The word benefactors, you can also get the word honorable from them. The, those who believe they are people. You know in Ghana here, there are people, you, if you don't call them honorable, you'll be in trouble. I used to think that the honorable is just for ministers. I realized that it has now passed from ministers to other people. Honorable. Teachers too, honorable. So now everybody is honorable. If, if you dare, don't add the honorable, you'll be in trouble. They are called benefactors. They always want to be acknowledged and given this specific thing. Okay? And then Jesus said, but as for you, you must not, it must not be so among you. But he that is the greatest among you, let him be the younger. The greatest among you, let him be the younger. And he that is the chief, as he that does serve. Then he said, for whether, for whether is greater, he that sit at meat or he that serve. And then he said, is it not he that sit at meat? But then Jesus said, I am among you as one that serveth. And that's the attitude I take in church. I, 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 I am among you as a servant. If you walk around me, if you are associated with me, you realize that, that I, I, I live a very simple life, okay? And I, I make sure that when people come around me, they are very comfortable. I want you to be comfortable. I, I, am a, I am a servant. I am among you as somebody who is serving. Can you imagine? You know there are people like me. You can't come to the office unless you book an appointment for three months. To support Bishop Dominic New Love Alities Ministry, visit www.lfmic.org slash give to give online and lfmic at aol.com or 914217001 on Cash App, Zelle, and PayPal, or 0246471458 on MTN Mobile Money. Thank you. Coming to my house is a no-no. It's a no-no. There are places I have gone to some of these young people that when we go to we go to some of these places, eh, they have to sit in the car outside and wait for me. They can't come to the house. Sometimes I, I have to be in the house for four hours and they can't come in. They have to sit outside and wait for me for four hours. Because that's the regulation in the house. Nobody comes there unless you are invited. I refuse to live that kind of a life. I am not Jesus. I am just a simple servant, somebody that God has prospered and blessed. Amen. Monday night, all of us, a lot of you that came to my house, I didn't even know that you were coming to my house. And you came to my house, we opened my house to you. And then you have all this elaborate food and all that. And we had a good time together. You know, all the church, some of the church workers that came to my... I mean, what do you have that God didn't give you? Come on, put your hands, your hands together. Okay, so why strive? Let's look at nine causes of strife. I want you to write it. Nine causes. Nine causes. Okay? So, immediately you see these things in people, you quickly have to confront and say, hey, 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 watch. You, you, you are, you, something is wrong with you right now. Number one is hatred. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 12. Hatred stirs up Strive, amplify. Okay, hatred stirs. When you when you hate a person, okay, all that you, even when the person is doing his best, you never see any good thing. You always see bad. Hatred, hatred stirs strife. Hatred, hatred. You know, and oh my God, can I tell you this? 
I, I, I was sharing with somebody and I said to the person, I said, people can hate you to a point that even if you are selling long life and prosperity, they will never buy it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, that's what hatred can do to people. Even if you are selling long life and prosperity, they will never buy it. They will prefer to die. I'm telling you, that is what hatred can do to people. It's a dangerous thing. And you become bitter. Let, let me tell you something. Bitterness, unforgiveness, and anger is, is, is a, a self-administered poison that you drink yourself expecting somebody else to die. I love that. Sometimes it's a husband and a wife. Strife has brought them, they have become enemies. Sometimes you see a husband and a, and a wife talking to each other. Then you are asking, ah, but I thought they love each other. Strife, hatred. A man can hate his wife. A woman can hate his husband. Hatred is a dangerous thing. The Bible said that the love covers multitude of sins. Read, look at the Bible. He says, but love covers and overwhelms all transgressions, forgiving and overlooking one another's fault. So, you see, when, when, when people are walking in love, okay, they allow the love to overwhelm them. I'm not saying that I'm loving you, so keep on doing stupid things. That's not what I'm saying. Number two, strife comes from foolish questions. Everybody say foolish questions. I'm not here. Come on, if you don't talk, I'll let you stand up. Say foolish questions. Good, good. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 23 and 24. Let's read the Amplify. Give me the Amplify. Give me the Amplify. But have nothing to do with foolish and ignorant speculation. You know what speculation is? You know, speculation is um, trying to bring out a story that I don't know whether it's true or not. Pastor, Pastor Michael. I'm coming up with a story. I'm coming up with a story. Then I concord a story. And then I start speculating the story. It's not true. I start spreading. It's a speculation. It's not true. I saw Pastor Michael standing somewhere talking with uh, my daughter here, Annette. Okay? Then I start speculating. Are they boyfriend, girlfriend? Okay? Then I start speculating. Okay? Then my speculation moves me further into assumption. Then I, I assume, then assumption moves me further to spreading false news. Then other people start asking questions. Oh, but mm, that's why from time to time I see two of them talking together. I mean, spe speculation. Everybody says speculation. Okay, then he said, useless disputes over unedifying and stupid controversies. Read your Bible. Look at it. Huh? Strifling, ill-informed, Ill on edifying stupid controversies over ignorant questions. Ignorant questions. Okay, ignorant questions. Then he says um, uh, that produces strife and give birth to quarrels. So you, you are in church, but you don't talk to this one. You don't talk to that one. Anyway, in Kasa, this one don't talk to that one. And yet you are praying. You don't talk to that one. That one, I don't know the kind of God you are praying to. I don't know the kind of God you are talking to, you are praying to. Quarrels. And sometimes when you go into the case, you realize that it is really nothing. It's nothing. Sometimes when you sit the people down and you say, ah, so anything I'm it has no, it has no basis. Can I have amen? Okay. Then he said, the servant of the Lord must not participate in quarrels, 
but must be kind to everyone, even tempered, preserving peace, and, uh, and he must be skilled in teaching, patient, tolerant, when wrong. Amen. Me, you want to fight with me, I decide I won't fight. No, you want to entangle me. I refuse any entanglement. I'm not going to fight. I won't fight you. I won't fight you. I'm too gentle. You see the word, he uses the word gentleness. I'm too gentle. I'm too, I'm too, I'm too, I'm, I'm a gentleman. I'm a gentleman. I refuse to get a, engage you in quarrels. Huh? You, you move your way. You bet me. You bet me. I hating Crawford. No one even knows this. Huh? Your face starts depreciating. You start losing your face value. You don't know. You don't know that hatred destroys the muscles in your face. Every day you have squeezed your face. Can I have him? Amen. That's better. Number, number three is anger. You know what the Bible says about angry people? It says anger dwells in the bosom of fools. Anybody who allows anger to take over you, you are a fool. 29, Proverbs, verse 22. Let's read and amplify. An angry man stirs up strife. And a hot-tempered man, an undisciplined man, commit many transgressions. Yeah. You're going to get yourself involved, then later on, then me, 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 my, yeah, me, yeah, me, me, my, yeah, yeah, I don't care, you're, you're, you don't care. Wait, you care. Because your temper is going to go down, and when your temper goes down, then you're going to realize that you were talking to your boss. Yeah. You were talking to your boss. You were talking to somebody who could have changed your life. Yeah. Temper. Temper. You know a lot of blood issues, a lot of heart issues are connected to temper. High blood pressure, hypertension, some blood diseases. I'm even told that certain cancers are released through this stupid temper that people show. You become so angry that people can be so angry they don't care. TV. So you are so angry that you take something and then you, you break the TV because you are angry. You, you have suffered before you bought a flat screen TV. Yeah. I've, I've learned to take my life very easy. You know, I, when I realized that you were a troublemaker, I quickly disconnect from you because I need to keep my heart. I need to grow older. I need to be an old man. I need to walk. I don't want to, I don't need walking stick in my life. Come on, say amen. amen. Somebody should shout amen. amen. Am I talking to you? So if I know that you are a troublemaker, I run away from you. I don't want troublemakers around. I hate gossipers. You see, you see the way I handle uh, my matters. I call you and call you and two of you, I bring you together in my office. And I say, this is what you see. So because of that, people don't tell me anything. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, don't try it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Immediately you start talking. I say, wait, I pick the phone. Uh, 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 Gideon, please come to my office right now. Right there. I said, this is what they said. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right there. And it will surprise you. In about five minutes, the case dies. Oh, yeah. Fast. You know why? Because my brain is not a garbage can. I'm talking to one of these big people in Ghana here. I won't mention the name. Big, one of them. Maybe the great, the, the biggest in Ghana. So he said, you know people don't like you. I said, Papa, why? why people don't like me why he said because 
Because the pastors here, they say everything you say. He said, you say everything. Everything. Bishop Beckham, Bishop Alute Beckham. Then I asked him, I said, so which one is the best? For me to keep the thing inside me and go and talk about you to somebody. Or for me to say it in your face. That you did A, B, C, D and it's wrong. Which one is best? Then he's sitting there and he said, ah. he said anyway, you have a point. Strive. You have to understand that God is going to bring people here. Some of them are still coming. Many people are going to come here. God is going to use them. So if you are going to walk in strife, then you're going to have a problem. If you are insecure, you're going to have a problem because somebody is going to come here who is 10 times better than you. Oh, you didn't hear me. Yeah, somebody is coming who is better than you. And because it is for the glory of God, we are looking for the best for the kingdom of God. So when that person comes, you give way. Let that person pray. The thing, oh, uh, are you understanding what I'm talking about? You, you can't hold anything as this is my position in church. In church, we don't have positions. I'm the foundation member. No, we don't. The foundation is Jesus. I know you won't say amen, but that's fine. The next one is pride. The next one is pride. Psalm 31 verse 20. Thou shalt hide me in the secret of thy presence from the pride of men. Thou shalt keep me secretly in the pavilion from the strive, from the strive of tongues. Arrogant people can talk. Arrogant people. Sometimes when you hear the words of arrogant people, obi but the way that arrogance talking boom 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 arrogance pride pride goes before a fall so David is praying say Lord hide me from the tongue of prideful people the way they talk and so these prideful people set fire all the time. They will set fire on their soldier because the way they will talk. So sometimes they are so convincing that if you are not very careful, you fall to their lies. Can I have a man? Am I talking to somebody tonight? It's very important. We need to guard against this kind of things so that we don't cause unnecessary friction in church. Because it's going to harm our growth. And what God wants to, somebody comes to church on a Sunday morning, Wednesday night, they are believing God for something. They are believing God, they have prayed, they have asked God, Father, I need a word from you. I need some guidance and direction. And you, you, with your, 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 your that kind of insecurity, you pollute the atmosphere so that the Spirit of God can work. Pollute the atmosphere for everybody. Pride. Proverbs 28, verse 25. He that is of a proud heart, stir up strife. Anybody who is, so most of the time, people who can't let things go are very arrogant people. They can't let things go. Obia on Timothy can't just let it go. He's very arrogant. Very, very arrogant. You know how many people are forgiving? How many times are forgiving people? You know what people have been taking through and I keep forgiving people and giving them chance after chance. After. Somebody said, he said, Bishop, you have a big heart. You have a big heart. You know something? Because humility pays. It pays to be humble before God. He said, humble yourself before the mighty hand of God so that he can exalt you in due season. Can I have amen? I'm not here. Can I have amen? I know you came here to hear some, you know, me talking about, but this is what we need at this time. Come on, say amen. I'm not here. Come on, say amen. Proud hearts stirred up strife, but he that put out his trust in the Lord shall be made rich, shall be made fat, shall be made to increase. The next thing is rough. 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 You know what rough is? 
violent outbursts of anger, vehement exasperation, indignation. Hmm. Hmm. Proverbs chapter 15, verse 18. A hot-tempered man stirs up strife, but he who is slow to anger and patience calms disputes. Slow to anger, you calm disputes. The next one is frowardness. A forward person is a perverse person. A forward person is a person who is not willing to yield or comply with what is required. See, forward person is ungovernable. You can't govern him. When you say somebody is uh, forward, it means that that person will never yield to reason. You can't govern him. You can't put him in order. You can't correct him. A fraud person is a person you can never correct. Me, listen, anybody, anybody you cannot correct is a fool. And I don't waste time with fools. I don't waste my energy trying to correct a fool because a fool will reject the wisdom of a father. Can I have amen? Unyielding, ungovernable, disobedient, pervish. He will never comply to what is required. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 28. A forward man soweth discord because he's ungovernable. So he moves among people just planting discord. He doesn't like you. She doesn't like you. I'm telling you. I know what I'm talking about. She doesn't like you. It is time for you to start learning your lesson, not to be talking to her, because she doesn't like you. See, you can be so forward that, um, come, we are talking. Nobody's hearing us, we are talking. Then by mistake, I turned my eyes, and my, my eyes made contact with you. If you are forward, your mind starts moving. <laughs> Ah, yeah, I know. That's what they do all the time. They just talk about me. The thing is that we just made eye contact. You are not in my mind. Can I have it, man? Are you understanding what I'm saying? And a lot of people have left church because of this. A lot of people have left church. Offense, offense, anger, bitterness. Sometimes they don't even find out the truth. They hear something, they carry it along. This person said this. They don't find out if it is true or it is not true. They just carry it along. Can I have a man? He stirs up strife, but he that is slow and a whisperer separate chief friends. A whisperer. Anybody who is saying something to you and is telling you, don't tell somebody else, is a liar. Don't tell anybody. I'm telling you, me, I know what I'm talking about. I was there when they were talking about you. I was there. And I'm telling you, the, the, you know how many times I hear the bishop don't like you? Hey, the bishop don't like you. I'm telling you, the bishop. So you put that thing in your mind. The bishop don't like you. So what betides me one day if I'm passing by and I forget to say hello? Oh. I know this. That is the reason why you won't come back to church. Because they told you already. But that day, when I was coming to church, pressure be a dummy son. <laughs> are you hearing me? It's a dangerous thing. If you are somebody who always wants to hear stuff, you want to hear things, you want to hear, you're going to destroy your life. Perverseness. The next one is a meddler. Somebody who meddles in other people's affairs. It's in the Bible. Proverbs chapter 20, 
verse 3. It is an honor for a man to cease from strife. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, it is your honor to stop fighting. I'm not here. Say it again. Say, neighbor, it is your honor to stop fighting. You, you hear that? It is the honor of a man to cease from strife. It is my honor. It's my honor. I don't, I don't have time to waste in, in fighting people and bickering. And, no, I don't have time for that. My mind is too busy. I have so much work to do for the kingdom of God. If I have nothing to do, me, one thing I don't entertain, I don't entertain, you know, people who have nothing to tell me. I want people to encourage me. I need people who have some good, uh, what do we call it, some input in what we are doing. I can do this. I can, can you put this in my hands? I can do this better. I can do That's what I want to hear. I don't want people, I don't want people to come around me and tell me how bad somebody is. I, I'm already hearing too much bad news outside. Can I have a man? A meddler. Uh, Proverbs chapter, chapter 20, verse 3. Okay? He said, it is an honor for a man to cease from strife, but every fool will be meddling. Who is a meddler? A meddler. A meddler is a, a busy body person. A busy body. Somebody who is busy in other people's matters. I'll give you scriptures. See, sometimes you think that busybody is not in the Bible. It's in the Bible. Meddler, one that meddles, one that interferes or busies himself with things in which he has no concern. Okay? An officious person, a busybody. You know, so, you know some of you, somebody has a fight with somebody. It's not your fight. The fight, to call him foul. The battle is not your battle. Then, then you accept the battle as your battle and start fighting. It has nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do with you. Busy body person. Second Thessalonians chapter 3 verse 11. First Timothy chapter 5 verse 13. Let's read that very quickly. Let's do that very quickly. Time is almost up. For we hear that there are some weak work this among you disorderly working not at all but are busy bodies the busy body people are disorderly busy body people are people who doesn't do any work okay busy body people are people who are disorderly they don't work they don't want to do any work okay so they are always involved and these are the people who eat from places to places Open formation First Timothy chapter chapter 5 verse 13 and without you learn to idle wandering about from house to house and I make an and not only idle but thoughtless and also busy bodies speaking things which they ought not busy bodies busy bodies and do you know why I'm going to give you two two scriptures and then we close this this is very very important do you know why Lot had problem with his brother Abraham had problem with Lot. They started fighting. The herbsmen of Lot and the herbsmen of Abraham, there was strife between them. And me, with my inquisitive mind, I want to find out why is it that the herbsmen of Lot and the herbsmen of Abraham started fighting. Then I came to the conclusion. This is the conclusion I come to. When you start talking about other people in your house, the people in your house are going to hear it. And then they will carry your sentiment outside. Okay. So in church, I realize that some children can come to church and then they'll be looking at you. They'll be just looking at you. You know, they'll just looking at you like they are some crazy 
And you know what I came to conclusion? Because their mother and their father has been talking about you in the house. Yeah, I'm telling you the truth. Okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so he said, yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, yo, 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 yo. That's American slang. Yo, 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 yo. Listen, no fight. He said, you are my brother. If you go to the east, I'll go to the west. If you go to the west, don't fight, please. You know, that is a matured person. That is somebody who knows who he is. If you know who you are, you will never fight. Normally, people who are always striving are people who are forcing to get something they can't get. Me, I don't fight because I know who I am. I know what I have. I know what, I know what God has given to me. I know what I can do. So I don't fight for anything. That's who I am. I don't fight. I don't fight for, I don't fight for microphone. I don't fight for microphone. Microphone, say amen. I'm in a conference in Ohio. This totally white, about maybe 1,500 pastors. And the black people there is about maybe 10. And so we, the, the black folks, you know, nobody, you know, they, it's just we sat there and they kept talking, 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 talking for three days. And then the fourth day, they asked me to bring a greeting and I took the mic. And when I took the mic, I said, I realized that we have been here for three days already and we haven't even spent 10 minutes in praying. Not even 10 minutes. Then I said, do you see the reason why there is trouble in America? Because we get together and we can pray. And I gave them some scriptures and I said, lift up your voice. Oh my God. For the next one hour, when we were done, the whole atmosphere changed. The next day, they gave me another one hour to start the meeting. And then I made a whole lot of friends and contacts before I left the place. Very important. Don't seek personal glory. Never force yourself on people. Don't force yourself for others to accept you. It never works. If you force yourself for others to accept you, others are going to abuse you. You compromise yourself, your integrity, and your principles for people to accept you. Acceptance is a dangerous thing. When God favors you, man will favor you. But when man favors you, man will abuse you. Three scriptures. I want you to get this before we go. This has been my guiding principles. Proverbs chapter 17, verse 27 and 28. It says, he that have knowledge spare his ways. Okay, so sometimes when I don't talk, it's not because I'm stupid. It's because I have knowledge. Okay, and a man of understanding has an excellent spirit. He said, even a fool, when he holds his peace, he's counted as a wise man. And he that shut his lips is esteemed as a man of understanding. Even when you are a fool and you keep your mouth shut, you are counted as a very wise person. Which means that it is not every time you open your mouth, blah, 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 blah. No, 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 no. No, don't do that. Amen? The Bible says it is the glory of man to pass over a transgression. The Bible also tells us that when you keep your mouth shut, you are counted as a wise man. Philippians chapter 2, verse number 2 and verse number 3. Let's end with that for night. I trust you have enjoyed the teaching. Wonderful. Look at it. Look at it. So the lady said to me, I said, so how long have you been going like this? A man and a wife. I said, how long have you been going like this? He said, oh, about three months. He said, so where do your husband, oh, my husband sleeps in the living room. I said, you have the bed by yourself? He said, yeah. And when she comes, the bed is divided into two. She turns her face this way, I turn my face this way. We don't touch. I said, but when you are sleeping, what about, because when you are sleeping, you, you are unconscious. Maybe sometimes your leg goes, he said, when, it, when the leg comes to that side, I'll push that leg.
To support Bishop Dominic New Love Alities Ministry, visit www.lfmic.org slash gift to give online and lfmic at aol.com or 914217071 on Cash App, Zelle, and PayPal, or 0246471458 on MTN Mobile Money. Thank you. Yes! I mean, can you imagine? He said, oh, we don't talk. We, we communicate with letters. And I said, you live in the same house? He said, yes. And I'm saying to you, so how did it come this way? He said, I don't love him anymore. I said, no. I said, it's what strive. Coming to find out that somebody from among them has been talking to each other. Say this and say that. Say this. Different things. Okay, now, so the Bible says to us, the last scripture there, he said, let nothing be done through strife or vainglory. Nothing. Everybody say nothing. I'm not here shouting. They say nothing. I'm not here saying nothing. Nothing through strife or vainglory. Nothing. Nothing. That's, that's the way I live my life. Nothing be done through strife. Of, because anything that has strife and vain glory, God is not in it. You know you can, you can be here, you can stand on this altar and be preaching and it is vain glory. Just for yourself. Self, you know, exhortation. You are on, you know, on the, on the, on the internet. All my audience in the world are looking at you. Okay, people are watching you from all over the world. Your head has become big. Self-glory, vain glory, nothing be done. But lowliness of the mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. Look not every man to his own things, but every man also on the things of other people. If you adopt this in your life, Strive will never have any part of you. If you adopt this kind of life, if you live like this, if you move like this, if you go like this, it's a guarantee that what is called strife is a dangerous thing. It destroys churches. It destroys families. It destroys lives. It destroys relationships. It, 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 it offends people that normally shouldn't be offended. People will just be removed from among us for no reason because of this kind of strife that comes among us. May you and I come to a point where we will never allow strife to have a part of us in Jesus' name. Come on, put your hands together. Amen. Bishop Dominic Nulav Aloti. And approve of this message. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.lfmic.org today for more information about the ministry of Dr. Dominic Alati. For more video and audio messages, find us on YouTube at Conquest TV and Dominic Alati Ministries and Living Faith Ministries International Church on Facebook for more information on our upcoming programs. Follow us on Living Faith Rima House Ghana on Instagram and please subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every week. Subscribe also to our YouTube channel for live service and many more. God bless you.